Record and live. Checking my connection. It should be live soon. And here we go. Good afternoon, everyone. Hopefully, you guys are all doing well this lovely, lovely Tuesday here in Southern California. I'm in the garage, came in super early this morning. I was here a little bit after 6 a.m. Did some testing on the Veloster N, still have it on the dyno. Here to talk about some EV stuff. So next to me here, I have the beautiful K3V. And for those of you on YouTube, thank you for joining me here. Howdy, Drew Schwarz. Hello, Jeff Chicho from Progress Group. I love you so much. Good seeing you. Um, greetings, Sabonzingabe, Subnoisegabe, Subnoisegabe. Hopefully you guys are all well. Hello, GJ Grand. Good afternoon. Tariq Bingasquisum. <laughs> good seeing you. R35, R13. Ali Bufahad. Good afternoon. Etherton. Anthony. Alan Zuzman. Good seeing you as well. Aaron Vaughn says, week time. My week's in office, but no one's been judging me recently, so that's good. Obscure Auto says, I'm inspiration. Thank you so much, sir, for the kind words. Rob, what's up, G? Good seeing you. Jordan Glamour, this, good seeing you. Yay, Kevin, Tebo, thank you for joining. Etherington Anthony, hello. Kana Foley, so much love. Joe Mountain coming all the way from the UK, thank you for joining. What's up? Simple One Jay-Z is on the dyno today. Good luck to you. I was playing a dyno, still need to dismount that. So far, so good. RB, wouldn't miss you, but have a good one. Ottawa's in the house. Liam Muckle, good seeing you. Kerry Walter, Ricky Unfiltered. Ricky, we need to electrify your Porsche. We're going to talk about that today. Hello from Ireland, Jack Walsh 16. Good seeing you. Canada, so much overseas love. Canada with Eric Lee, or lie. Liam Muckle is here. Greetings from the RPM Addiction. Hello, thank you for joining us indeed. Great page, by the way. Brett Trick, good seeing you. Would love to work with me, says I am Checo. I am so down. I love fellow enthusiasts that are very hardworking. Cam Diesel, good seeing you. Mich Michael Wilkins, what should I do to my system Camaro? Depends on what you plan on doing with it. Daily driving, having fun, drifting, road racing, drag racing. I saw the Veloster N on the dyno. Are you ready to tune mine? Sub, yes, Gabe, I am ready to tune yours. Absolutely. I was doing some more experimentation today. So from my stock setup as of today, from stock, I gained 60 wheel horsepower, about 62 wheel horsepower, and over 100 pounds for the torque. And that's just with five PSI. So it's amazing. These cars have so much potential. And I'm going to post that on YouTube in the next couple of days, you know? Can't believe how cool that Porsche is. Saw the Larry's autofocus. Thank you so much, Eric Lai. You're too kind. Thank you to Jesse. Says I'm an absolute inspiration. I appreciate the kind words. What's the expectation out of Veloster? Reliable power. So my goal is to make 320 to the crank. And we did that. So we made about 327 to the crank, which is good. And that was my goal, because I want something that doesn't stress the internals too much, using practical components, and just nice little bumps. So, so far we have an exhaust set up, which is a factory modified exhaust. And I'm thinking it will be so hard to do that to everyone's exhaust system. I made this cool bypass. I may just put out to the market a bypass that you can have a local fabricator weld on, and you'll be good. So I think that's a good, good thing to do. Um, and that way you don't have to buy an aftermarket exhaust. Um, there is a uh, downpipe that exists and an intake, that's good, that's it, with a flash. And that's a nice lot of power, so the car feels really, like it should have felt from factory, how cool is that? Wow, Ali is from Kuwait, living in Istanbul, Turkey. Stay safe, brother, stay safe. You go driven, good seeing you. Carlos is saying, I'm bringing Monday my 996X50 in the morning for an appointment to look what I can do, maybe improvement. I'm here to help, Carlos. 
Look forward to helping you out. Javan Ketley, courtesy of South Africa. Thank you for joining, brother. Good seeing you indeed. Yeah, those are all good numbers, right? Not so bad at all, you know? More of a Sunday driver but love speed. Hmm. Have you thought of going electric? Let's talk about that. Florida's in the house, courtesy of Ryan Totten. Good seeing you. Ottawa loves you, man. Love these responses. Thank you, Liam Muckle. Appreciate that. Epic Rider Ken. Hello, sir. Still waiting to hear back from your friends at Kia. But Epic Rider's been with me for years, from when he had an Accord to now with his Subi. Great guy, you know? Any new products, man? Plenty. There's one here. There's one there. I can't really talk about them, but you're going to be impressed. I'm going to make it really exciting this year. S2000, I think you mean drifting. Yes, hello, Tommy Rossi. Good seeing you. Thank you for the love of the energy, Liam Mako. I just get really excited about cars. Like, super excited, guys, which is amazing. I remember seeing your minivan, 1,000 horsepower. Your business is awesome. Thank you so much. The van is right there. I was just talking about it early this morning. I had a conference call. So I got here at 6 a.m., did some testing on the dyno, which was great, some flashing, which was quite invasive, by the way. Then had the opportunity to get on a call with some friends from Germany. So I need to find out how easy or challenging it is to get TUV approval for a car here in the U.S. So maybe I'll give uh, Sydney a call and find out what his thoughts are, you know? Brett Trick is saying, I love the Kramer kit. Ever think of making your own? Yes, I'm thinking about making a version that's a little bit more unique. So I love the Kramer K3, and thank goodness we had access to the molds, but Kramer's a tuning company that still exists. So moving forward, I don't think I'll be building any Kramer-based 935s. I may do my own take on a 935, which will still pay homage to the old 80s and 70s racing. But uh, yeah, look forward to that happening this year, and I think you'd be very impressed, you know? What tuner are you using as Rob Art? I'm using WinOLS. So WinOLS is the system I'm using to do these modifications on flashing. Hello, Sean H. 19879, good seeing you. Yo, Fox Design, Paul. It's um, the pandemic is almost over, even though I'm afraid we may have a second wave. But the Hot Wheels car will be going to Hot Wheels soon, so you will be forever, Paul. Thank you for much, so much for the shifter. You will forever be immortalized in the Hot Wheels Museum. How cool is that, you know? Okay, I'm going to make an appointment. Are you busy next, this month? I'm busy all the time, but Lindsay loves enthusiasts like you, Gabe. So give her a call. She'll squeeze you in. And we have two options for you, Gabe. Either you leave the car here, and I do the flash tune, or you bring the car here, I'll grab files, and then you come back. It may be easy for you to probably leave the car for a day or two. So I can do a baseline, we'll see where we are, I'll do my modifications, I'll pull the files, modify and put it back in. And then you can be here both times. So let's do it that way. Plan to leave the, key, the vehicle here like one morning and pick it up the next day. How's that? Hello, Tariq, Queen Mikasem. You can also bring me the ECU if you want. That's up to you. <laughs> Um, Subby, Subby Pete said, when I met you 20 years ago, I thought it was full of it. Oh my, forgive me because um, I've never really been the pompous one or one to like do weird things. I, I've always learned and I constantly stay humbled because I don't know everything. I've had a lot of experiences with things I've heard and blown up, but I learn from everyone. So even you, Pete, um, I love to learn from you. I came to America with two suitcases and not knowing anything and had the opportunity to learn and experiment. But the one thing is I have passion and I stay focused. And I'm always experimenting. I mean, this car we submitted to Hyundai, um, wow, SEMA last year. And after that, I could just left it alone. But no, I'm constantly trying to find ways to improve on it. And same with my project cars here. And even the K3V, which I want to talk about today as well. Argentina's in the house, courtesy of Nico. Good seeing you. 
Thank you so much, Fox Design. Yeah, that white is nice. It almost, almost pays homage to Honda's Type R with its championship white, huh? You know? Awesome content, says Pipe Milaz. Do you think nitrous is a rentable or reliable performance model? I'm saying, well, because of the variables of nitrous, I think there are other ways to have more reliable power. It's really cool. It's not super invasive, like you have to do with a turbo or supercharger kit. It's just that you have varying pressures. As the bottle is full, you have higher pressure. As it goes down, it's not as much. It can be tuned to have a lot of fun, but it's consumable. So you have to keep filling it up and trying to do battery warmers and other systems to keep the pressure the same. But people have had reliable setups. We built a lot of turbo, I mean, nitrous cars here. We've also blown up nitrous cars here. There's a, a Civic I'm looking at right here next to me. Came in with two-stage nitrous, direct port and a single fogger. And he's taking it all off to go with a more reliable turbo system. So something to think about, eh? I'm having a great day, J47. I hope you're experiencing one as well. Wow, Deshofield from the UK, from England. Good seeing you. Rolling Art, Ernie. Hello, sir. So good to see you. Bertrick is saying, you're so humble. I love it. Hope to meet you one day. I look forward to meeting you as well, sir. Thank you for the kind words. K24 Turbo or LS3 for my 240SX drift build. So the LS seems to be a very popular setup because of the torque and reliability and also cost-effective nature. K24 Turbo just freak people out. So, so many 240s exist with the LS. So doing that won't make you any unique, but doing K24 Turbo will really set you apart. So if you're going for that look where you want to be a little different and not follow the herd, K24. And I zoom, wait, are you talking about Honda K24? Or are you talking about K24 Nissan? Hmm, let me know. Anyway, either way, you're being different with the K24 Turbo boosting and with the LS, a lot of people are doing that. A lot of teams are doing that. And you have that same sound, it's pretty, pretty much been done, you know? Now I'm buying oil from you. Good job. Thank you, Subi Pete. I appreciate the kind words. Are you planning on doing any half-mile events this year? Wouldn't mind seeing the EV or something. So it depends, uh, Texas Holyfield, on what we have planned for this year because there's a project we may pick up that may shut me down for a while and I won't be doing any racing because I'd be so involved in getting this project out the, you know, out the gate. So it's a pretty big project, a global one, so it depends. The challenge with EVs, and that's what we want to talk about today, is my current gearing and tire size on that my top speed is 166 miles an hour. So it's great if I was doing quarter mile, it's great if I'm doing eighth mile, but for half mile, I'll run out of juice, <laughs> as in speed, very quickly. I would have to almost purpose build one, which probably I should. And purpose building one, I mean by that is, I may have to have the opportunity to play with RPM capability, gearing, and tire size. Then if I can get to the 200 mile an hour mark, top speed, then we'll play with that. Plus. The K3 is something, as you look at this body, it's not doesn't lend itself very well to top speed, but more for short distance, um, I would say, racing, because it has a lot of aero. It has its winglets on the rear and a lot of aero packages. There's another vehicle that I plan on building that would be a lot more aerodynamic and could lend itself much better to that application. And today, as I talked about, I want to talk about EV and management. And this is a weird-looking device, right? It is a validation tool. It's just coming out right now from Orion BMS. And this validation tool is one that allows you to make sure that all your tap harness integration is proper. So what is the BMS? It's a battery management system that is extremely important, guys, when you're doing EV conversion. This battery management system allows you to monitor cell voltages, to balance your cells to make sure they're all even, and also to monitor your temperatures. And by doing that, it allows you to have a much longer life of your battery system and much safer as well. Do you know the danger of not monitoring your batteries? I did that for a while and it was not very good. I have low cells and high cells and when I charge it up, my charger only looks for the average of those cells 
So I overcharge some and undercharge others. The undercharged ones are not happy because they never get to full charge and potential. The overcharged ones can go out and cause a fire, God forbid, right? But with a BMS, it allows me to bring them all within 0.01 volts, which is very good. Plus, allows me to monitor my temperatures to know if I'm in a good shape. And here's where it gets really interesting. It has, especially the Orion one, has the ability to communicate with the charging station. So when I have the safety charging stations, like I have right there, um, a very nice uh, unit on the wall. It's like a level two charger from Blink. And it communicates and lets it know that there's an opportunity for it to slow down the charge as it gets towards the top. So what do I mean by that? Think of uh, charging a setup like a beer cup and you have your beer. Now you have two ways of filling that cup. You can just dump the beer in the can and it will fill up and froth over, right? Or you can pour it and when you get to the top, you just easily pour little by little and it fills up. And that's what the BMS allows me to do my battery charging system. It gives me a better charge, more longevity, and a lot more fun, which I love, you know? Liam Moko says, man, I love Porsches. Thank you so much. I do too. Obviously, I have quite a few here and many more to come. Thank you, Adventures of... Oh, Covolt says the pandemic ain't over until everyone is vaccinated. You're right. And Covolt, guess what? You'll find this interesting. The AEM VCU 200 launched yesterday. So I have a commercially available unit coming in today or tomorrow, and I now have it available. And it's, if you haven't Covolt, take some time, download the software from AEM's website. So if you go on the AEM EV website, you can download not only an updated AEM data, you can also download the software and go through it. You actually have an example you can pull and play with it. It is amazing the stuff we can do. Even before, when I started playing around with them with this, they've had so many advances in technology within that short period, just short few months, I am so excited. So what I want to do is my next EV, I'm going to build it and show you guys how I integrate all the AM stuff. It's going to be really, really exciting. No beta stuff like on that, like the commercially available unit. So I look forward to great things. You can do everything from launch control, safety, fail safes. It can monitor currents. If you have an opportunity where you have a battery set up right and you have some renegade charge still existing in the positive side, it won't let the negative side contact until that positive is depleted. So you don't have a challenge. It can control all your contactors, positive, negative, pre-charge contactors. It's amazing. Everything can be communicated via CAN. You can even can communicate to park and to put in neutral and to drive gear in reverse. It's really cool. And it's this great Bosch-based unit, so you know it's a very stable platform with hardware. Man, AEM stepped their game up. I'm so proud of them, you know? Um, what kind of cars do you have in your garage at the moment? Ask 2GZ. Well, quite a few. I have Porsches, I have Civics, Miatas, Lotus, um, S2000, Mercedes-Benz. I am not a marquee-specific builder or tuner. I love all cars. I like to go fast, whether it's petrol or ethanol-based or electric or German or American or Japanese. I love cars, period. I love them all. Oh, my God. Um, Electric Classic Mini says, how would you improve EV racing with regards to lack of noise or difference to the noises that the motor make? Um, now, if it's from a driver experience, it's quieter, but it's not devoid of noise. As a matter of fact, in the, my K3V, I leave the back aperture open slightly, so it pumps in the cabin the noise. From a perspective of watching racing, I don't need the noise to enjoy. As a matter of fact, if you remember, and I think Electric Classic Minis, I don't know if you're here in the United States or overseas, but if you watch the IDR VW race at Goodwood, that thing sounds really great. Or even if you watch how it was racing um, at Pikes Peak, that, it's, it's really cool. 
So that is really awesome. What I would like to do is be able to um, have more feedback from the road, which some of the electronic setups kind of dampen that. That's why I run mechanical brakes and have mechanical steering on a lot of my cars. And you may think I'm crazy electric classic minis, but dare I say the sound of a gasoline engine dampens my experience from the road? I never knew that existed. So guys, I hope you don't attack me for this, but I really never knew that existed. When I drive this electric K3V, I feel and hear everything. I, I really do. I hear the road, I hear the tires, I get the feedback, my steering, my brakes. It's, it's, like, it's, it's weird, like I get a better connection with the road with this electric vehicle than I do with a petrol. So I get back into, let's like, say, the 991 we have a front, and I drive that, it has a post-chamber exhaust I'm experimenting with, which I should release very soon. I feel that now that connection to the road is dampened because I hear exhaust noise. So I, I, don't, I don't hear the, I don't feel the connection. It's really weird. So I would, I would really invite you guys to experience a performance EV and experience a performance car back to back and you feel that difference. Like a 935, like the petrol one I have here, that race service put together, the red one with the twin turbos. You drive, you have this turbo, you hear right? And then you drive this and you drive the experience, even though it's much faster, there's a connection, it's weird. There's connection to the road, it's so strange. It's amazing, you know? Yeah, you hear the pebbles kicking up and you hear all this, all the road, you hear the tires and it, it's weird, guys, I'm telling you. Um, thank you so much, Christian, I appreciate that. You should build a Tesla, says J47. I wouldn't mind doing that. Tesla's kinda to themselves. I don't think they really support motorsports. Maybe I can reach out to them and see what we can do to work something. It's pretty cool, you know? Um, Try to separate EV as a drivetrain from modern EV cars because most of the modern cars are slain and born. They are, there are. But that's the beauty cohort of, of performance EVs. And that's, you know, there are enough EVs out there that are transportation vehicles. There are enough Teslas out there. There are enough, um, you know, vehicles from Karma and, and even hybrid setups that exist or plug-in hybrids from Hyundai. And they're commuters. You know, many times I drive the Ionic hybrid. It's, it's just a commuter car. But when it comes to performance, I really love a, an Aero Atom EV. <laughs> no, I really love the performance EVs. They're amazing. What about an Aero Atom EV? That would be sick. So I have, I picked up a bunch of drive units here that I'm going to be experimenting with. And I'd love for you guys to join me on that journey. As I experiment and try and blow up some EV motors and see how far I can push them, join me in that journey. Um, subscribe to the BC Motor YouTube page. And then as I continue to put out content of me blowing stuff up and figuring things out, I would love for you guys to take a look at that and see what you, what you think of my crazy experience. Experiments, yeah? Hello, Chile, who's in the house, courtesy of Pipe Milas. Good seeing you. You do a better job, BC. You're a genius. Thank you so much, Manny Mo 44. I appreciate the kind words. But to be honest with you, I don't think I'm a genius. I just love cars and I'm blessed with the ability to figure things out. If you guys ever met my mother, my mom, she is a brilliant scientist. She is absolutely brilliant. I don't hold a candle to this woman. And what it does, it makes me very attracted to to intelligent women. If a woman is intelligent, I just go bananas, you know? Wow. Thank you so much, Raghu Sikhan. I appreciate that. Blow them up, BC, says Machine Gewer 42. I plan to. That's the only way I learned. So even on this, I'm using a, a basic drive unit that only went to, what, 15,000 RPMs and had only 400 kilowatts. But by pushing it, we're able to get to 40, 475 kilowatts and then 18,200 RPMs. And I stopped there. The OG Nemo, good seeing you, Angel. Angel, so I spoke to Cody 
So he, I'll call you after this and I'll tell you what he said. He wants to work with you. He's down. He's down to work with you. So let's make some things happen. Suriname is in the house, courtesy of Daniel Deho. Good seeing you so much, you know. Woodworks Photography just joined. You missed so much craziness. I talked about battery management, and this is a tap validation tool. You plug this in after you connect your BMS to your, to your batteries, and then this tells you if you have any bad connections before you connect it to your BMS, which is pretty good. Talked about performance EVs. Um, talked about like, the power I got from this Velocia N over here. Just some really cool things, you know? Hello, AJ. AJ got to drive the K3V. He liked the torque off the line. AJ, there's more coming because AEM just yesterday launched the VCU200. And that's, a, that's the control unit for performance EVs and for commuters that are very strong OEM based in terms of architecture and hardware, but controls a two-wheel drive setup. So you have an opportunity to control one motor. Then um, the next one that's coming out, which should be a little bit more expensive, is going to be the unit that controls up to four motors. And when my unit comes in, I will encourage you guys to join me as I unbox it and go through all the components. AM is bringing it. I'm so glad they joined me on this, in this journey. I'm so excited, excited indeed, you know? What Lambda would you target if you were to tune a motor on Nitro? That is so wide, but I would go, because I've played around some stuff, I would go as low as 0 0.70, 0 0.72 Lambda. That low. Will you ever try a BC mode again? Yes, at the drag strip. So as soon as um, I would say Irwindale, let's say, opens up properly, um, and I want to take some extra, I'm expecting some, um, not that I will use it, but I believe that drag strip shop is sending me some more axles as a spare. I don't think I'll need it, but I'll take it with me. As soon as those come, I'm going to go out there and have some fun, you know? Alexis Duke is saying, hey, BC, I'm considering putting a cold air intake on my car because apparently it helps with fuel mileage and increased horsepower. Would it be worth it or should I get my car remapped after the mod? It depends, Alexis. So, Alexis, it depends on the car and also who made the unit. Now, let's talk about that. Some cars have a MAF, a mass airflow unit. And what a mass airflow does, it's very good for manufacturers, great, very good for tuning, very good for monitoring fuel requirements in an engine. It's pretty much a meter, most times you use a hot wire to determine how much airflow, and it calculates airflow that goes into your engine, and that's pretty precise. Then the computer of the car associates fuel based upon the amount of air ingested. It's very accurate, very good. Now, that airflow meter is very sensitive to cross-sectional area. So if you change that area or shape, it can throw off those numbers. So. If you don't have a math system, let's say it's an older OBD-O, OBD-1, or even OBD-2 setup that doesn't have math, it's just speed density, which is a, with a map sensor alone, you can most likely put a code air intake, you'll compensate, you'll be good, you can tune by getting more power, but you can just have a good time. If you have a well-designed, like what AEM and KNN does, where you have a well-designed math airflow setup, you don't have to change anything because it was designed to keep the factory tolerances intact. But if you have these race maths or aftermarket ones where it does not, it's not rooted in good engineering, now you have your math sensor, right, in the middle of a, an opening that is not designed properly for it, and your number's all over the place. In that case, you now need a tune. So when people come in here with those strange intakes that are not calibrated properly, and you don't know because you just know your car runs weird, one easy way to know is to plug in the OBD sensor and drive around and you see your corrections are really off, like 10, 15, 20, sometimes 40% correction. You may even get a code of too lean or too rich. You know the math is not good, you know? 
hey, JDM for life. So that being said, you tune in. When they come in, I typically, I will on the dyno in steady state, tune in airflow for math voltage, airflow for math voltage, airflow for math voltage, and correct it for that intake. And then now your gas mileage is better, and you have a happier ECU with corrections of 1% to 2%, and you're happy. So it depends. Math or no math, who did the intake kit, and you may have to tune after all. Hope that helps. Machine Gertrude says, make sure it's actual cold air intake and not just a heat soap pipe in engine bay that sucks hot air. He's right. I've seen really poor designs where it's cold air and it stops right in front of the radiator. That's not cold air, right? It's rubbish. Or some cold air intakes that have a shooter on it, but it just shields into the engine compartment. On this right there, it uses, what's so great about that, I have a cold air intake from AEM that replaced the factory box. It actually uses the same entrance into the front of the valence that same entrance to get cool outside ambient air into the filter system. And then it collects it, which is pretty cool. And if you have a very big speed where you're starting to create this funnel effect, it has a slight vent in the back to allow excess air to pass around. It's great. AM engineers are great. Hey, I was part of the design, so I should take some credit, huh? Anyway, hello, Caden Stone. Good seeing you indeed. Um, dude, you have you to do an integer build. Every trim level comes with a motor that is good for tuning and double wishbone suspension. Thank you, Liam Bocaccio. It's very challenging only because um, we build cars in conjunction with a manufacturer. And we've been doing a lot of testing with Acura, but we haven't had an in-house build with them yet. So that being said, when that comes, I guarantee you, I will plan with them a new and old, new being the new build we're going crazy with, and an old school being an integral. And we'll have some fun. I appreciate that, you know? Beasy, do you tune Hondas running K-Tuner? Not only do I tune them, we are dealers for K-Tuner. So we sell quite a lot. Um, everything okay? Everything okay? Um, sure. Okay. So I'm going to give the keys to my beautiful hybrid to Miggy. Say hi, Miggy. Hello, guys. They can't even see you here. There you go. That's Miggy. <laughs> okay. Up? So he's going to drive my wonderful Ionic hybrid, so much fun, in sport mode to iBot to pick up some stuff. Um, her. you get it? <laughs> You're too much. Thank you so much. What kind of education do you have? Says Tybird45. Okay, Tybird, forgive me, but um, I'll do a condensed version of my background. So, from the stranger accent, you can hear I'm not from here. So, I am Nigerian. Came to the United States when I was 16 with two suitcases. I arrived at LAX and the American family picked me up. While I was back home, I loved education, I loved science. So both of my parents are scientists, my dad's a geologist, my mom's a biochemist. I skipped a bunch of grades when I was younger in school because I did very well in, in school and got into university at the age of 15 to study petrochemical engineering. So that's my first experience in terms of higher education. Didn't learn much for a year because we just didn't have technology back home. Came to the United States, went to Serious so college because, of course, I wanted to go to Cal Poly Pomona and they wouldn't take what I did back home for a year. So I started fresh at 16, got um, Associated Science and Associated Arts in Pure and Applied Sciences. Then I continued to go to Cal State Long Beach and got my bachelor's in chemical engineering and master's in engineering technology management. So those are the degrees I have. Now, the entire time I was in school, I raced. I'm ashamed to say I did a lot of street racing. But I also did some semi-pro racing, and that's when I attracted the likes of American Honda, who had scouts at the racetrack, broke quite a few records, did a lot of drag racing, have a ton of trophies, and uh, 
After graduating from school, got into pharmaceutical research, did it for a good 10 years, but my passion was still in things automotive, and then I opened up BC Motor Engineering in 2006, and that's where we are today. Um, I wanted to go to Cal Poly, Jacob, but um, they wouldn't accept my curriculum from Nigeria, so they said, oh, we don't know these courses, it doesn't transfer over, so to start afresh, I'm like, oh, how do I start afresh? Well, I, I didn't have the ability to do what you guys did here with entering university, with, with SATs and all that stuff, so they said the next thing for me to do is go to a junior college, so I went to Sweden Community College and start off there again, and then from then on, um, it's so weird, I, we're used to doing 24 to 25 units a semester back home, so we have university every day, including Saturday. I come here, you can do 12 units. I'm like, oh, this is a piece of cake. So I took classes in spring and in summer and in fall and in winter. So I finished my um, AA in like a year and a half. And then concurrently on the final semester, I went to Long Beach, Cal State Long Beach, and also Sirius at the same time. Finished up my uh, academia at Long Beach. And while I was in my senior year, I took um, advanced level courses at the same time I was taking my final degrees, so I was able to double count into my master's, which is pretty cool. You, sir, are gentlemen, says Hot Wheels Hotbox. Thank you so much. Hello, Jitsu Pappy, same big dog. I think I'm getting a, back, a poor connection here. Okay, I'm back. I had a poor connection there, you know? Wait, you university when you were 15? Yes, too, Jesse, I did. Um, I'm just one of those weird people. I, I, I tend to, like, do crazy things. I mean, now I'm in my 40s, right? And look, I was here... 6 a.m. testing a Veloster N, and with good gains, and not all my tests go well. Sometimes my tests fail. Um, as a matter of fact, I was freaking out on this with the ECU uh, not too long ago, but non non nonetheless, I love experimenting, and I love science, and when I have interest, I just go full tilt. And Jeff Chichoff is here. He's known me for many, many years. He supported me. So that inside I talked to you about where I broke a lot of records, and it's right there. It's his suspension on it. He owns uh, Progress, the Progress Group. He's a great guy. And worked with us on a lot of our Hyundai projects as well. And Honda projects too. He's a good guy, indeed. Um, other country schooling is a lot harder than America. It is. Ale, you are so right. Um, coming here, it's so weird. Because in high school, we did calculus. And here, I don't think many people do that. It's kind of weird. So coming here, was, it, was, it was easier. Anyway, nonetheless. Man, I love to feature your story on our magazine. So awesome. Thank you, Woodworks Photography. Let's make it happen, sir. I'm down to help. I am so down. Um, who does good work on Volkswagens around Los Angeles? Do the work? It depends. Do you want general repair or tuning? Let me know. Um, how did you meet Hedy, says Fox Design. Wow, that's a good question, you know? Um, wow. Let me see. Long version or condensed version? Okay, condensed version. Um, Jeff Chichoff knew me because I had a suspension on my CRX. And I already moved to Hacienda Heights, so I used to live in Gardena. And then when I graduated and got a job, I actually bought a house when I was 29 and had the opportunity to have a race in Texas. So at that time, I was sponsored by, let's see, I was sponsored by um, Weber from Italy, and they had a distribution center in Torrance known as Redline Weber in the same uh, building as Whirlpack. So Bud Pogi, who I just saw recently, it was my contact there. And I need to go to um, San Antonio, Texas for a race, and I need some emulsion tubes and jets because the elevation was different from here in California. So I had my red dually with a Cadillac front end, my open trailer, my CX on the back, and I drove over to Torrance. Now as I'm driving my truck, I started running out of fuel. And I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. Um, I need to get some gasoline, but the only gas station that's nearby is Arco. 
So guys, I didn't want to go to ARCO, and there's a reason why. Because I did my internship in chemical engineering at, at, at um, ARCO, and also did mobile. And mobile's formulation, I don't know how it is then, but mobile's formulation then was much better than ARCO's. So I didn't want ARCO gas, because I just knew it wasn't a good formulation. So long story short, um, I reluctantly, reluctantly, because I was running out of fuel. I mean, I'm, I had this big truck with a V8 454 engine. I needed to pull over and get fuel. So I reluctantly went to the gas station to fill up my truck and trailer. And then on the other side of the pump, I saw this girl. And this girl intrigued me because it's weird, right? It was this Asian chick with a USC jersey and shorts on. And she had braids, right? I'm like, what the hell? Braids is from my area. I'm from Nigeria. It's, it's braids. And, and, and how? So I'm intrigued, but I'm not afraid to step up to any girl and talk to them. But I, I looked at myself like... I had jeans on, which I don't wear jeans. I had a shirt that's quite vulgar. It says, make seven up yours on the back. So I'm like, I'm not gonna, I usually wear suits daily. So I'm not gonna go talk to a girl like this. So guess what? Um, I decided not to talk to her. So went to pay for the gas, because obviously at Arco, you can't put your credit card and you have to go in and pay with a, either a debit card or cash. So I go inside and then as I come out the door, I meet her there again and I open the door, hold the door open for her. And she says, thank you. I'm like, oh my God, this girl sounds great. I got to talk to her. I don't care. So we go back to the pump and I, I step over to the island and I go to her and I say, hey, um, excuse me. She's like, yes. I'm like, what's your name? She says, Hetty. Hello, Ikenna. Greetings. And um, I'm like, oh, that's nice. My name is BC. Um, I'm about to go to a race in Texas right now, but um, are you married? And she's like, no. Are you courting anyone? I asked her. She's like, courting? <laughs> like, what kind of... She kind of looked at me like courting, but that's, that's how I speak or spoke. And she's like, uh, no. I'm like, well, when I come back from Texas, I would love to take you to dinner. Um, I guess you know you better, so could I get your number? Guys, when I say reluctantly, when I say reluctantly, she reluctantly kind of looks at me like, uh, uh. I'm like, it's no big deal. Just give me a number. Um, when I come back, we'll get together. Um, and um, yeah, we'll get to know each other. It's no big deal. It's just getting to know. I'm telling you guys, she reluctantly gave me her cell phone number. And when she gave it to me, okay, I'm going to tell you guys something. Um, my good friend James, we're still friends today. He was the best man at my wedding. My boy, he's going, we travel everywhere together. You've seen him at SEMA, you see him with me. Um, James and I used to do this thing where if we got a girl's number, we'd wait two months to call her. Two months. So I got my Franklin planner. Jeff, you remember Franklin planners, right? We didn't have the, we didn't have our phone or anything to put in. So Franklin Planner. Um, and I put in two months from there her phone number to call her. And guess what happened, guys? It backfired on me. Um, two months from then, I called, and it rang, and I left a message. And usually people call me back, hey, you see, you're the African guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what? She didn't call me the next day. Two days didn't call me. A week she didn't call me. Two weeks, I'm like, okay, this is annoying now. I'm getting pissed off. This is crazy, you know? Stacy, I'd love to see you again as well. Stacy is from the show we did in Hyperdrive. She's the South African drifter who also um, is in videos with my Davido brother, who's a big musician in Nigeria. Anyway, so back to the story of how I met Hedy. Two weeks, she didn't call me. I'm like, I'm being pissed off. Like, what the hell? So I call her again, reluctantly, and she picked up. And she said she was in Korea, so she wasn't here. 
And then guess what? Um, I asked her on our first date. Our first date, believe it or not, guys, was at, I'm so embarrassed, it was at Outback Steakhouse. And so we were at Outback. <laughs> and then took it to Outback, who ended up being my sponsor, by the way, for my race team. Jeff, I didn't remember I had Outback on my CRX. They're one of our sponsors. And every time I traveled for racing, we can get free food. It was awesome. Anyway, um, went to Outback and we sat down. And even though it was so weird, hello, Austin. Hello, who is David Gang? Even though we came from different regions, I'm from West Africa, coastal West Africa, and she's from Southeast Asia, from, from Korea. Our cultures were very similar. We found out that our respect for elders, how we're raised, how strict our parents are, going to school, all that stuff is very similar. So we really hit it off and uh, we started dating and it's been great. We're inseparable since then. It's been really, really good. And lots of ups and downs, it's not easy, but it, it's been just a wonderful journey. And now uh, she's blessed me with two kids. I have a, a daughter in Kiruka who's seven and a half. And a son, Kobe Mde, who's, uh, Kobe Mde is uh, two and a half. So it's been, it's been great, you know? Thank you, Donovan Lego. That was a great question, by the way. Hello, Williams. Thank you so much. Oh, I know now. I remember Outback Steakhouse meets. Yes, Epic Riders. So we had, we had sponsorships with Outback. And even during and before the sponsorships, we used to have meets, exotic meets at Outback Steakhouse, you know? Oh, RB says, love you and Hedy. Thank you so much, RB. Thank you so much. Um, thank you, 2GZ. Appreciate the kind words. Hello, Coriado. Good seeing you indeed. Um, so that being said, it's, it's been a great journey. And she's the one who pushes me. She pushes me a lot. Thank you, Kenna. Um, I, guys, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm a scientist. I really am. And um, I like experimenting and doing things. But sometimes I need a push to really bring things to market. I mean, I have so many creations that I don't put out there. And I feel so bad. But uh, yeah, it's great. Where are tools? North America. Hello, where are Oh, guys, just to give you a heads up, Wear Tools is a good partner of ours. He sent me a, a very nice, beautiful torque wrench because I go through those things. I build a lot of engines and motors, right? I can say motors now because I can bring electric motors too. And then I'm going to have to I'm, I'll unbox it and show you guys how much I like it. And then we may ruffle one away. That'd be cool, right? We may. She's got to be amazing. Love it better halves. Allows to do crazy car things. Yes, I'm very fortunate because my wife allows me to do car stuff. You won't believe, guys, how many of my teammates that I race with who were awesome teammates, did a lot of racing, had a lot of fun. But guess what? Um, once they got married, boom, they disappeared. We didn't see them again. Because their wives didn't want anything to do with cars. They thought it was a waste of time, not good. But not only do I like cars, Haiti's crazy. I mean, her 991, she had me flash it, do a pulse chamber exhaust on it. Um, I have the, okay, electric Porsche, right? Or the, the, the blue um, IROC, right? No, she can't just have a regular Porsche. She wants a twin-turbo GT2 engine, sequential cup gearbox in a streetcar. And now she wants to EV it. Crazy, right? Do you prefer the K3 935 or a TT 911? Okay, AM03, that's a good question, but I, I, I'm ashamed to share with you that ever since I built a K3, I have not enjoyed my IROC. I really haven't. I'm not like the last person who drove this was Damon from Daily Driven Exotics. He's the last person who drove that. Or maybe even Deron bringing it in the shop. I have not driven that thing. It's just the K3 is just, it's amazing. I mean, guys, I'm telling you, when I drive the K3 on the freeway, I don't think there's any car on this planet I can buy that gives me more tension. Than it's, it's, people go crazy and they're like, have you ever had a, you know how most people get attention? And I used to quite a bit by doing anti-lag and flames and sound. Have you ever seen a world where quietness gives you more attention? It's crazy. Jacob Volker's asking, what's the zero to 60 in electric Porsche? This is without launch control. So the AEM, the new AEM module, VCU, which I'm going to install, has the new one. The new protocol has launch control, right? 
But me just rolling into the throttle, and I'm doing a poor job, I'm using GPS to monitor this with AM dash, 2.060 to 60. If I can get an all-wheel drive set up with this, it will do sub two. It will do it. 206, and if you haven't, please go on the BCMO YouTube page, take a look, you'll see me driving and each time dropping the 060s, each time dropping it. It's crazy, huh? You know? I hope we're doing well. Yes, I am doing well, you know? Thank you so much. Yeah, um, Epic Rider, I love going to Mexico with that thing, you know? Um, yeah, you need Kovot. Wait, Kovot, you came with your girl. She's, she's good. She's, she supported you all the way here. I think she's your girl. I think so. Um, Ho's mad. <laughs> 206. Yeah, it's blue. <laughs> I can't be, Lindsay, someone said Ho's mad on my Tech Tuesday. That, no, it's not Fabian. He's not here. Fabian's over there. And someone said Ho's mad, you know? RB, you drove it too? Yeah, 206. The next, guys, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit. The reason why I'm, I brought a bunch of drive units to destroy is I really want to build an all-wheel drive. I really do. And when I do, my goal is to make a better 060 than that. That's amazing. Can't wait to get my sticker. I can't wait to share it with you. Oh, I need a sticker. Please, we have a chance. Could you give me a sticker so I can show them? I don't think people have seen it. What time is it? Oh, I have another maybe 10 more minutes I have to go. Um, yeah, can my girl? Oh, I'm sorry, Kovold. I'm sorry to hear that. She was cool. Sorry, but she wanted to do cars. Oh, that's not good. We don't want that, you know? Did you build the bodywork for 935 for the 935 on top of a regular 911? Yes, AM03. So this 911 or 935 started its life as a 1984 Carrera. So it's a standard 84 Carrera uh, narrow body, and we grafted on the 935 parts onto it. And next, I have an 81 that I want to do the same thing to, but I want to do something a little crazier as well, you know? I saw the EV sticker post. looks great, thank you so much. It's so great, a lot of people got them. I don't have that many left too, it's pretty crazy, you know? Fast amount of planet, not quite yet, RB. You and I need to do that, you know? 0 0.8060, that's pretty fast. That's more like drag setup. <laughs> would there be a race stock on the F22A valve springs? Yes, there would be. If they're out, we do have F22A valve springs, right? Yeah, let me know. Because I have a customer, there's a gentleman who's, I think I'm having Lindsay check right now. F22A, yeah, non-VTEC, clear. This is a sticker, bam, look at that. It's actually quite, quite accurate. So there it is, for you on YouTube, there you go. That's the sticker of the K3B. So it's on the website, it's like six bucks, shipped, free shipping. Anywhere in the world, it's pretty cool, you know? Let's do Porsche one-off, yes it is, but if you want one replicated for you, we can easily build it for you. So that's no problem, you know? You don't want to stick when I pick up oil, no problem. Have you taken the little Porsche up the drag strip? And what type ETM an hour does it do? So right before we, I got the BMS put, believe it or not, I got the BMS optimized during the pandemic. So tracks have been closed, so I have not yet. Uh, my zero to 60 is right here in Mexico, inside the building, we did that. But once it opened up, I plan on taking it there. And I will, I will definitely document and put it on YouTube as well. No problem, you know? I'm ready to become a customer. Well, Alec DMR2, send me a DM here, we'll get you in queue, no problem whatsoever. You get any Hot Wheels Porsche ones asking for a friend? I don't know yet. So it takes Hot Wheels, believe it or not, 18 to 20 months to bring a car from approval to inception. And it's a very interesting process from what I gather. For example, with the minivan and the, the Bissimoto Type R and the Bissimoto Honda um, uh, City and the NSX, all those Hot Wheels cars were approved by Honda, all the partners, and Mattel. 
So any one of the partners can say, oh, so we do have, guys, you were asking about uh, F22A? We do have it in stock, just go ahead and order. It's, it's there on the website, no problem. Um, but um, for it to be approved, everyone has approved. So you may get to a point where, how will it say, yes, we want to do a BC model, how will 935? Now Momo will say great, Briggs and Forge will say great, Toyo will say great, everyone will say great, Fox Design will say great, everyone will say great, and then Porsche could say, no, we don't want to approve it. Because there's one thing about Porsches, they don't really like as an entity, and I'll say this out loud, Porsche doesn't like when tuners mess with their motors. They're okay if you do body stuff, like what Magnus does or Nakai, but when it comes to what I do or Shockworks does, they don't like tuners messing with their motors. <laughs> so I don't know if they'll approve me, but we'll see. Any recommendations for jack stands? Yes, not Harbor Freight ones that had a recall. You don't want that, you know? 020 PR restocked here? Yes, I have. I, don't, I think the factory has some, and I have some. So we're good. Yeah, I have, I have some in stock here. What I'm out of, I think I'm out of 530. Yeah. But I think I have 530 in buckets. Yeah, I think I'm out. Anyway, do you currently have YouTube Live and Instagram Live at the same time? No, I don't. So what I do is I use YouTube as an archive moment. So I do live with you guys here on Instagram. And then on YouTube, um, I actually have my good friend Miguel, we saw earlier on, come in. And he edits and takes off all the stuff, dead, dead stuff, and puts in all the juice and nice, juicy stuff and technology into a condensed version and puts it on YouTube. So... By all means, if you ask questions, you can get answered and you'll see it there. And I use YouTube as an archive for that, you know? Seb says, hello, BC. When I switched from gasoline to ethanol, I roughly need three times the amount of fuel in the combustion chamber. What about methanol? So it's actually a little bit more. Um, I use 40% as the base to start off with when it comes to ethanol. With methanol, I use 50 to 60. So the cool thing is that you need a lot more fuel to properly ignite the same amount of air ingested with methanol versus ethanol or gasoline. But the strange thing is that with methanol, when you burn that same amount of air, you create more heat. So you make more power. And the anti-knock properties of methanol is great. And plus, because it has a low latent heat of vaporization, it actually cools your intake charge as you spray into the combustion chamber. So it helps create a denser mixture. It's really good. Um, I like methanol quite a bit. The only challenge with methanol is, it is extremely hygroscopic, meaning it does absorb moisture from the air. So you don't want to leave it sitting open for a long period of time. It also attacks rubber and attacks certain untreated aluminum. So if you are racing with it, when you're done racing, it'll be wise for you to pickle your system, meaning flush it with gasoline, have a gasoline map in your ECU, rev it up, get all that cleaned up, or, or else it'll form like little granules in your fuel system, and that's not good at all, you know? Um, Do I tune Subarus? Not quite yet. Are you making it BC motor windshield band? I could, Blue. All I need is the uh, demand and I'll make it happen. Do you like straight pipe cars? I do. So um, if the tone is good. So on something like the wagon, it's straight pipe, the Odyssey is straight piped. Um, but when I want to change the tone, I would pulse it with a Helmholtz chamber or sometimes use a very low density muffler like the Burns stainless muffler to reduce that. Any EV exotic cars in the future? So I consider the 935 performance exotic, but what I'm thinking about playing around with, I have some suggestions for many of you, is like a, an EV luxury car, like an old Bentley, old school, I'm talking about a 60s Bentley, and just decking out and making it uber quiet. Because you think of Bentleys or Rolls Royces, those cars that originated in the UK were for luxury and, and, and very high in appointments, and being quiet is great. So 
in my performance EVs, I like pumping the cabin with the natural noise of the motor. But um, in an old Rolls Royce or an old Bentley, it's all about comfort and quiet and being serene. And I think the EVs lend themselves very well to it. And since EV motors don't tend to bulk at heavy weight, I think that's perfect. It can be a very nice, high-range, beautiful car, you know? Can you change the force induction car on a factory turbo car and keep a car smugly? Yes, you can, Williams. Um, there are ways, and we've done this, there are ways where you can, you know, what I've seen with the most success is a company like Turbonetics, is by taking a factory car like this, that's factory, and changing the compressor wheel. And that changes the dynamics as well. And it still doesn't affect the emissions of the car, but gives you a little bit more power. Um, because most manufacturers tend to use wheels and turbos that are a little bit more um, geared towards economy and, 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 and economics of scale. So they want things that are too expensive for them to produce. So that being said, it is possible for you to do some bespoke parts and remain smoke legal. Um, BC, for that Rose EV, use a Model 3 battery since they are too bulky for smaller builds. That's a good idea. A Model 3 or Model S battery would be good. You know, that's, one, that's the one challenge we have in the EV world, are, are batteries in terms of size, being modular in nature, and being able to be cooled very easily, which is nice. Kevin asked, do I YouTube? Kevin, you must have come recently because I've been talking about that like crazy, right? I do have a BC Model YouTube channel. It's BC Moto, B-I-S-I-M-O-T-O. Just go there, subscribe. I have this and a ton of cool stuff. Racing in Mexico, burnouts, anti-lag, tuning, um, how-to, car reviews, anything car-wise. I love it. I have it all there, you know? Bro, what you do is literally crazy. Can't wait to start my mechanical engineering bachelor's. Please do. We need more, kind of, we need more creative mechanical engineers. You know, we do. Um, advice for someone starting their first shop. That would be a good one to end on. Um, it looks more glamorous than it is. Thank you so much, Kevin. It looks, having a shop, a former shop, is more glamorous. Because you see the cool stuff, and the two, but it's very challenging, it's very competitive. Because in the European market, it's, it's great but competitive. In the sport compact market, there are shop owners that would put more effort in trying to bring you down than pushing their own brands. And the margins are very thin, you have to kind of set yourself apart. And I found there are, very, there are two dynamics to succeed in the performance arena. It's either you do very, very, very tame, normal, general repair stuff, and you can do well with it, staying focused and, and, and doing well, or you can go crazy, do outrageous stuff like we do, and you can do well. Anything in the middle is kind of a lot of noise, but I can tell you one thing, um, it's a lot of hours. You have to enjoy what you do, because you have to be there for the customer. Look at me, I don't race as much as possible. Why? Because customers first. I hated going into the races and my customer's car wasn't finished, and I'm not racing, and he's watching. That made me feel very bad, you know? Um, so you have to stay persistent. You have to, as a matter of fact, if you haven't started a shop, I would encourage you to volunteer your weekends, work at one in the meantime, see how you like it. And if that's the case, you can do well. Are the margins larger in maintenance or performance? I would say margins are larger in maintenance. Um, you see what dealerships do? Some dealerships make a majority of money from, from maintenance. There are much more margins in maintenance. And performance, I mean, there are people who sell performance parts from out of their garage at home, and they have no shop whatsoever. And you have to compete with a large facility. I have a 15,000 square foot here. Sometimes I have to compete with someone selling ECUs out of their mom's basement. They don't care about margins. As long as they have money to take care of their beer, <laughs> they're happy, you know? Do you think tuners will go bankrupt if they don't embrace electric tuning? You don't have that kind of problem since you enjoy any type of challenge. Um, it's one of the reasons why they get into it. Senator Payne, I'll be 100% transparent with you. I hated electric cars. When Honda came to me for that CRV, CRZ over there, 
first thing I said I was going to do is take out the hybrid motor and put a K-series, and they said not to, and I'm glad they did. When Acro wanted to send me a ton of NSX to evaluate, I wasn't interested in even evaluating it. I just didn't care about EV technology until I experienced it myself. And then I noticed that my OEMs are investing very heavily into that. I noticed that the OEMs are putting more resources into CES than SEMA. So SEMA's performance aftermarket, right? Mostly petrol or ICE based. But guess what? CES is just getting crazy. It's supposed to be consumer electronics, but now it's this crazy Hyundai's booth, Honda's booth, Mitsubishi's booth, Nissan's booth. It's just bananas. And they're focusing a lot on autonomy, electric vehicle technology. I'm like, I need to wrap my head around this because it looks like this is the future of tuning. At first, I was scared that the future of tuning would have been connectivity, meaning, oh, how you do Yelp in your car, or how you connect with, with social networking in your car, or how to use your car as a means of, of communication via Wi-Fi. I'm like, uh-oh, performance is going to die. But then I started seeing with companies like, you know, like uh, Rimac, really pushing the envelope with performance EVs. I'm like, there's an opportunity here. And this apart, I'm telling you guys, if tuners, if my peers don't embrace EV technology, either in part as a hybrid or as a whole, as pure EV, they will fall by the wayside. It is going to go the way of horse racing. Before, horse and buggies were the means of transportation, especially here in North America. And look now, horse racing is now relegated to the wealthy and a few people as a hobby. Um, it's no longer mass transportation. I feel it's going to happen the same. I know it's going to happen the same with electric cars. So as a tuner, please embrace it. As a general repair mechanic, there are schools offering programs, and it's becoming very viable and very profitable for you to learn that trade and to do well with it. There's still ability to maintain and diagnose electric vehicles as well. It's not, it's not as involved as a petrol engine, but it's still there. Please take class local tech colleges, local universities. Rio Honda has a very good alternative fuel program that teaches about hydrogen and EVs. and all. Please attend. Tuners. There's enough for all of us. Embrace it. When Rywire came over and he said he wants to get into it, I was so happy. Covolt asking all these great questions. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. You know, Covolt says, forget political correctness. The power ceiling on EVs is stratosphic. Is, um, let's see. Yeah, stratosphic compared to gas. He's right. There's so much opportunity. And guess what? We are still in the infancy. For 100 years, EVs kind of stayed still. And GM with the EV one kind of started things. But I'm telling you, Things are improving. Even for me, things have improved since November, let alone what's going to happen in the tuning. Look at AM is joining. I think Haltech is trying to do something. Moltec is trying to launch their EV line. I'm telling you guys, embrace it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Covolt says, great. Thank you so much for interacting, Covolt. That the power cap on EVs right now is batteries. We can get so much more power out of existing Motortech. Yes, that's correct. And that's getting improved. And I plan on whipping out my chemical engineering and really improving and, and adding to that as well. So I see. I see battery technology is going to be really, really good. I'm sorry about the noise next door, guys. There's some people here visiting, which is great. Um, we'll try to pick up audio next week. Text you first. Thanks, please. Thank you, Ricky. And Ricky is great. Um, I have a red sign here, which means it's time for me to depart. But guys, thank you so much for joining me on this Tech Tuesday. I had a blast. It will be up here on Instagram for the next 20... Well, actually, I'm going to leave it here for IGTV so you can watch this. But if you want to see archived and nice cut up, like all the good juicy stuff... Please subscribe to the YouTube page, um, BC Model, and I look forward to seeing you guys soon. Take care. Cheers.